Welcome everybody to Wolf Sheep. I am Luis Cavedo. And I am a very tired Matthew Walker. Yeah, well, what's uh, <laughs> what, what's some of that tiredness coming from? Uh, I just had a gigantic garage sale last week for the ministry, and this week we're having an inner healing prayer conference at the house, and then on Tuesday I'm going to sleep for six days. Hmm? <laughs> that sounds like, uh, yeah, whenever we got back from the uh, the youth retreat. Oh, yeah, oh, like, yeah. Uh, How long did you sleep? Normally about a day because I have to work the next. No, oh, yeah. life life interrupts. Yeah. yeah. What's this? The fifth annual. Yeah. Uh, this is like <coughs> taking the, off the mask. Yeah, our our conferences are called taking off the mask, and this is the fifth fifth official one. We had a couple of unofficial ones just to practice, oh. and um, so yeah, I have it here at the house and just help some more people get more freedom and more healing. From Jesus. <laughs> yeah, amen, amen. <laughs> All right, so this week's topic. Yes. What we got for you? Well, I was wondering one day, and actually this came up because of uh, somebody I knew that asked me about it. But Yeah. Um, you know, God, it's got different ways of speaking to people. And I've heard some people tell me that he speaks to them uh, directly, like audibly, like you and I talking to each other. You right. Know? And... That's never happened for me. For you, right? Oh, okay. And I just, I figured, well, let's let's talk about that. You know, why is it, why does that happen for some? Why doesn't happen for others, etc. So, let's start. What's the most frustrating way that God has communicated something to you? <laughs> <laughs> he broke my knee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we talked a little bit about that one before. Yeah, no, that that's the most frustrating way because. Like, he slowed me down. And then when people later would say, maybe God is trying to use this to slow you down. And I'm like, you know what? I don't really need you in my house right now. Um, right. No, that was that was to me, in the beginning, it was the most frustrating and scary way um, that he used to communicate with me. But in the end, it was super good, you know? And you had, like, so. a preview of that when you had said, right? Like oh yeah, like I had, I had lived in fear of months, you know, months and months of thinking God was going to break one of my legs, and I didn't even know what it was about. I just knew it was this irrational fear, mm-hmm. and then, and he he used that irrational fear to show me that I wasn't completely and fully trusting in Him. And mm-hmm. He would come to me in the parking lot in the morning. I would park at Sea World, and I'd be walking in, and He goes, "You don't completely trust me," and I'm like, "Yes, I do." And then he would sneak up. I'd be like walking, and he'd come around from a corner in my head, and he'd be like, you don't trust me. I'm like, yes, I do. <laughs> and then one day he said, you know, I, I didn't hear an audible voice, but I knew it was God in my head. And he's like, you don't trust me. And I'm like, no, I don't, because I'm afraid you're going to break one of my legs. And then I, like, put my hand over my mouth. I'm like, oh, I said it. It's real. And so then we, he worked me through some trust issues after I didn't talk to him for, like, two weeks. And then when I fully trusted him, um, I fell and broke one of my knees <laughs> at work, and I knew it was his. It was his way of getting me out of Sea World and getting me into the next phase of ministry. So, anyway, what about you? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I, uh, I just wanted to add. That's why Matthew never says break a leg. When oh no, I'll never say that ever, <laughs> ever. <laughs> no, the the most frustrating way I say that God communicates with me is, uh, and I don't, I don't do this anymore, but I used to especially at work years ago i would uh i would just yell out lord give me patience oh no <laughs> and and just i walk around the whole store all day uh-huh. long, give me patience lord give me patience and then i it would just get more frustrated mm-hmm. as the day went on and I, and i just you know how sometimes you just you just kick your leg at something it's like dang it <laughs> what's your problem yeah <laughs> but it was a good lesson to learn because I finally, I got it. Eventually I got it. And the lesson was, God was telling me, you're asking for patience. I'm not just going to give it to you. You're going to earn it. Yeah. So I, I I learned to tell people, be careful when you ask for patience because you're going you're gonna to earn it. You're not going to get it. You're not just going to magically be given patience. Right. It's just, it's a... It's an effective way of communicating, I guess, that, that lesson. <laughs> well, one of the books I, I teach from, it said, God heals sickness, mm-hmm. God heals disease, God doesn't grant maturity. That is something right. he expects you to grow into. And so it's like, there's, there's 
things like patience, maturity, things that you have to earn, I think, you know. Right, yeah, the vir- yeah. even as a virtue, <coughs> you don't just have that virtue. It's right. like one of those things that is honed over time, so. Well, and it's like we used to, we used to train the animals at SeaWorld. Um, newer sea lions would walk by, and we would shut doors, you know, vigorously and more loudly so that they would get desensitized to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then we would take them out on stage when there were a few people in the crowd, and then a little more people and a little more people, and to the point that the crowd's not even an issue anymore because mm-hmm. they, they know they're not getting reinforcement, they know they're not dangerous. And so I, I think for me... Patience and maturity have been this issue of desensitization for me. Like, God has worked me through situations like, you didn't get that one right. You didn't get this one right. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got this one right. Okay, now build off of that. You know, he's... Because, right. like, I know my friend Adam and I were talking the other day, because uh, Adam's here for the conference, and it's like, anger is not uh, anger is not an arrow in my quiver anymore. I don't mm-hmm. get to reach for anger. I need to reach for other things that will solve the problem not ignite a fire and Mm -hmm. because i used to just get so angry and that was given to me by my mom my mom was angry about everything and so now through maturity and and achieving a little more patience like and slowing and when he slowed me down by breaking my knee Mm -hmm. you you don't have that quick response to stuff it's still there in certain occasions but it's not my only it's not my default i guess Mm -hmm. you know so no that's uh that's good to see, and, and and even as you're telling me about your knee, I'm getting a visualization of something that I've been seeing a lot, which okay. is I'll, I'll, I'll leave the store to go grab lunch, and I usually walk to wherever I'm mm-hmm. going, or uh, when I'm at the mall, like my brother and, and other people say, you, you just walk too fast while you're in the mall, and I'm just enjoying my walk, and I'll come across people that are either walking really slow or... <laughs> Somebody older, <laughs> and, and I know I what just, you're gonna say. Like, uh, uh, you start doing the shuffle, like, and then you get around them, and you do it without thinking. You just do it, right? And the other day, I was just wondering to myself, "Man, that sucks." Because I, I wonder if they're looking at me and thinking, "Well, I remember when I used to be able to walk that fast," or "I wish <laughs> I could," you know, "I could move around like that." And I do get that instant second of guilt. When I'm passing somebody on the sidewalk, and as I'm passing them, I'm like, "Was that was that a rude thing to do?" Or, you know, and then if I see a cane or if I see something, I'm like, "You're a horrible person, Matthew Walker." <laughs> but it, it it gives you a new appreciation, <coughs> right? And that's the nice way, I guess, to learn that lesson instead of having <laughs> your knee bro- oh, broken. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Are you better at listening or speaking? Or, dang it, I just read that right out like a friggin' blunt <laughs> hammer. Are, Are you better, better at listening or speaking? Yeah, let me let me, Go ahead. Let me say that correctly. Yeah, yeah. Are you better at listening or speaking? Uh-huh. And do you think that affects how God communicates with you? Uh I'm I'm a listener. And mm-hmm. oh, okay. I'm a listener and and I speak when I need to, but I'm a better listener than anything. Um and yeah, I, I definitely think it affects how God communicates with you, you know? Because if you're always speaking to people, mm-hmm. it, it, what we do in life are behaviors. So right. if we're doing a behavior with, with humans, we're going to do it with God, you mm-hmm. know? Like, I mean, I don't know that we're going to, you know, give God the finger like we do other people in traffic, you know? Like right. there's certain things, and the Bible talks about that. It's like, a you know, your, your mouth... It's like a spring of water. It mm-hmm. can either bring forth bitter water or, or fresh water. It can't bring forth both, you mm-hmm. know. And and there's another scripture I think it says, um, "With your mouth you praise God, but with your mouth you also curse His creation." And mm-hmm. it's like, so yeah, I, I think whatever you practice normally is is re- becomes reflex, becomes habit, you know. So right. But so the same practice that normally goes into everyday life is reflected on your spiritual walk. Right. And and if it's not if you're doing all this stuff and you come before God and you're all holy, he's kind of like, "Um, hey, who are, who are you?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, but like I think that the one thing I think of the reason I would have been a, a bigger speaker, we've all met the one-up one-uppers, people right. that you know, have a better story than you. Uh-huh. And I think growing up and not getting a lot of attention or not not the most amount of attention I needed. Like made me uh, 
a, a speaker, you know, a vomiter, you know, like I'd be in conversations and I just wanted to be heard or seen or whatever. Right. Um, and so I wasn't a good listener at that point because I, I needed something from the people. And now that I'm, now that I've got people like you and, and, and people that we can sit and talk and have a dialogue with and like, I don't have to impress you. I don't, I mean, you know, I don't have to try to win your favor. It's like we can, I don't have to speak even. Mm-hmm. I, d- I don't need to try to, um, earn anything from you. It's already been established, you know, right. so that allows me to be a better speaker or to be a better listener. So that's what I, I think for me, the better relationships I build, the more I feel comfortable about myself and, and comfortable in my own skin. And I can listen to people because I'm not trying to prove anything. Right. So what about you? No, I, I think I might be the opposite. Okay. So I, I, I think I, it's fair to say I'm pretty quiet for the most part. Right. Um, obviously, I talk more with certain people like you or my wife or family or whatever. But the one thing I know about you mm-hmm. is you don't waste words like most people. When you speak, it, you're, you're never just like, blah, 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 point. You're like, point, you know, there you go. You know, and that's what I, I, I love that about you because I tend to write three pages when you could write a paragraph, you know. So anyway, go ahead. Yeah, no, I, well, I, I think that affects how um, I, I get, I communicate and both get spoken to by God. Okay. Because I do more of the talking to God than I should listen. Ah, uh, okay. So I listen to everybody else, but right. I don't listen to not that I don't listen to God, but I should do more listening in an occasion like that than I should be doing the speaking. And I don't know why. Maybe, maybe I, I expend all my listening resources with other people uh, than I do with God. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. That's just a thought. Yeah, I, it definitely affects, it, like your time in your day affects... Because if you separate the two, your time in your day affects your time with God because we've all gone to bed late at night and pushed God to that point and we're praying and we've fallen asleep. Mm-hmm. And he's like, ah, great to talk to you. Right. <laughs> um, but, and that's why, you know, I feel like the Bible says pray without ceasing. Um, and that means, and, and I was cleaning it. Sea lions are, are notoriously dirty in captivity. They poop, they snot. I mean, and this snot is like a thick brown mucus because it's got musk mixed with it. Um, so you're cleaning this off the walls. And one morning God came to me and he's like, pray without ceasing. And I'm like, really? In this situation? But it was like, you can always find something to be busy with. Right. Um, you can always find a way to relegate God's communication to the end of the day or the beginning of the day. Um, but I think... I, I just saw this visual of imagine somebody living in a tiny house, but the ceilings are four foot tall. And so you're hunched over and your back's against the ceiling all day long. And that's your communication with, with God. Like God's up above the ceiling, but mm-hmm. you're scrunched in, in this tiny little box. There's a moment where God removes that ceiling and you can move freely. And there's a connection barrier that's been broken, you know, but I think right. some days we're just hunched over st- we're, we, I think some people think their lives and their religion are two separate things, but the minute you begin to combine them, and, and this is what I'm teaching about at my conferences, God is always speaking. Mm-hmm. Are you always listening? You know, And so that, that to me is like, because in that situation that you don't think God is in, I just rear-ended somebody while texting, you know. Four years ago, I did that. Okay. Um, but yeah, you know, and I've never told anybody that. But but I rear-ended somebody while texting, and I'm like, immediately I thought, I'm alone in this situation, you know. But God is with you through everything, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and and so that situation, because I was an idiot, was because why I was an idiot. But God is still speaking in those moments. He might have been speaking before, and I'd elected to not hear him in that moment right but i think the more you practice hearing from god the more you practice communication from god you'll see that life's not a series of compartments of our life than our religion you know um and it's you know christianity is i always hear people say well my my uh christianity or my religion is a private thing well Good for you. God didn't call it to be private. You know, he said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. He said, he right. didn't say, go into all the world and hide your religion. 
Um, so for me, it's my communication with God. He could be speaking something to me that is relevant to the day. And if I go and do my own thing with it, I've just now missed what God had for me that day and what God may have had for somebody else. Right. Oh, that's, that's like perfect good. example. is like I'd been wanting to do a podcast like this. Mm-hmm. God had deposited in my heart to do it. I don't know any of the technical stuff. You came along and said, let's do a podcast. We agreed to do it. Then because of my friendship with Bill Nance, because of my friendship with you, you got a new computer. Mm-hmm. And so like we listen today so that five years from now, four years from now, three right. months from now, God can begin that. Like it's the mousetrap reaction, you know, mm-hmm. that old game where you would pull something and then something would fall and then it, right. yeah, I, and I look at it like that. God is always speaking. God is always working something. He's trying to communicate with you today. And if you, if you mute him on your cell phone, you know, you're not going to hear it mm-hmm. and he's not going to punish you for it, but you may miss out on an opportunity. And that's, that's not God being mean. That's us being human, you know, mm-hmm. well, that was a soapbox. No, no, that's good. <laughs> I'm glad you said it. <laughs> Have you ever heard God in an audible way? Um, I, you know, yes and no. Like it, it's audible in my head. <laughs> um, I've never heard him out loud. Um, okay. Uh, I've never heard him out loud. I definitely have heard him um, inside my head very clearly. Mm-hmm. Um. I know that there was one time, right as I was walking out of my old gay life, um, God, uh, I was in Walmart, of all places, you know, in Oklahoma, being total white trash. And uh, there was this manager, he was super attractive, and keep in mind, I I hadn't fully walked out of my life, but I had just gone home to start the process. And this manager and I locked eyes, and like I began the prowl like I had in my old former life, and... We just kept connecting and making eye contact. And at one point, he walked over and he walked by me. He didn't walk up to me. <laughs> he walked by me. Mm-hmm. And I said, hi. And he said, hi. And God says, what are you doing in my head? And I heard it as plain as day. And it, like, broke me. Mm-hmm. And the guy's name was Jack. And that's my dad's name. So that broke me even more. <laughs> um, but, but I heard in my head for mm-hmm. the very first time a very clear, as if it was a, an audible billboard. Right. Um, and so that's... That's the way God speaks to me. Like He spoke to me loudly that day, but most often, the what I get in my head is is just this conversational voice, you know. Does it sound like Morgan Freeman? Yes, it does. <laughs> no, it sounds like Robin Williams because I'm. That's my communication style. Well, and that's okay. So the other day, I did a, a freedom session, which you know some people out there may think it's crazy, but Pastor Ed took me through a freedom session, and he said. Go to a place that's super comfortable, and, and Jesus is going to meet you there. So I, I was on the beach. The beach to me is life, you know. Mm-hmm. And so the way that God communicates to me is through humor. So Pastor Ed said, okay, Jesus is going to come to you, and he's there with you. And I, was, and I started laughing, and he said, what? why are you laughing? And I said, because Jesus said, do you want me to walk in on the water, or do you want me to zoom in from the sky? <laughs> and I was like, that's so awesome, because like he, he didn't just show up. He, he wanted to, like, do something funny, you know? Um, and so for me, like, you know, God is the voice of Robin Williams, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, he, he communicates to me the way that I'm built, the way that where I'm at, you know? So that may have been inaudible or, or un-understandable. Un- un- no, but, but <laughs> you're getting... It's very clear. Yeah. It's very pointed. And <laughs> it's still... Well, if somebody else can hear it or not, it doesn't really matter. You're yeah. hearing it. Yeah. Well, and, and my friend Maria and I, she's on a board. She's on the board of my, my other ministry. And she and I mm-hmm. are on the same plane being communicated to by God. Like, I'll be at a study night, and God will say, Maria's going to come up and talk. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, hey, Maria, can you come up and share what we've shared? And she's like, oh, my gosh, he just told me like three seconds ago that I was supposed to come up. And mm-hmm. so, like, it's this... I've never had another person that God is communicating to like this and, and communicating to me too so that it's confirmed that God is speaking, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah, no, and, and yeah. that's that's another way for it to happen. But um, I was in the car the other day and a song came on and I don't listen to much music anymore. Now I just listen to either talk radio or podcast. Okay. 
and uh, and one of the songs came on that I like. You know, I usually like some of the heavier. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if it's not instrumental, like orchestral stuff, I tend to like metal and stuff like that. And Corn uh, happened to come on. Okay. I'm sure you've heard of Corn. I've heard of them, but I don't know their music, and I knew the lead singer had become a Christian. But mm. yeah, anyway. Uh, I don't know if it's the lead singer. Uh, somebody did in the band. But, yeah. Uh, it's one of their older songs, and I used to, I like their older stuff. Okay. I don't like the newer stuff. And, and and judge me if you will. I don't care. If, I still like the music, but there's judged. A, Consider yourself judged. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a line to the chorus, and it's a uh, God told me, and uh, and that's kind of one of those things that people will say. God told me, and when when I hear God told me, I'm thinking, well. It, it it's a, it's uncontestable, you know. You were spoken yeah. to, so I I hear that and I think, well, has God told me anything before, or have I ever said that before? And I have, um, but it wasn't audible. Like the there wasn't a conversation going on. Where right. It was back and forth. It was more of a clear message that was that went through. Now I don't I don't even get the whole. Like you were talking about how you get spoken to in your mind, yeah. Like in that, in the spiritual place of your mind, when you're having a conversation with God, you clearly hear that, right? I don't get the Morgan Freeman or, you know, Robin Williams voice. I get spoken to usually through imagery, right? Or through the thought process yeah. in my mind, and that's when I get, okay, you know, it's clear. It's like, all right, I get it. Yeah. And you come to the realization. But no, I never had that kind of audible voice spoken to me. Yeah, no, it's it's just never been there. Right. But yeah. Well, the imagery, I struggled with the imagery, and here's mm-hmm. why I struggle with it. Um, well, let me let me first say, God speaks to me through imagery too, probably mm-hmm. more than than He does other people. Mm-hmm. Um, because I have that creative mind. I don't have that follow-through creative mind. <laughs> you know, I, it, it's difficult for me to create things other than my writing. But, like, God speaks to me through imagery, but mm-hmm. the images were so out there that when I would tell it in Christian circles, I would get the, you know, the ladies would put the handkerchief over their mouth and laugh a little bit, and the men would be like, oh, there it goes crazy again. <laughs> and so I, I used to not share the visual stuff. Right. But now I'm like, I'm like, if you don't get it, you know, you're unlucky you because he he communicates to me through voice and through the imagery and <clears throat> like it's instantaneous like um i was in a prayer session last week and and the image i got was directly related to the person who was being asked we were being asked to pray for somebody and i got images that were directly in line with who he is and if i hadn't said them because i was embarrassed right. um God wouldn't have confirmed something in that moment. And so I, I do get um, imagery. I love the imagery most because cause that's just the way my brain works. Mm-hmm. I, I see color in the... In the and, and God took two paintings last week, Van Gogh's um, The Scream and Starry Night, and he put mm-hmm. them both together. And The Scream is like this guy that looks like he's in torment, and Starry Night's beautiful. And so when he put the two together, The Scream guy was actually in awe of right, the starry uh, night yeah. yeah so it made beauty from whatever i don't even know what the scream's about but but he put the two together and made them beautiful and and i was like i was like can you combine two van gogh paintings you know is that okay well that you know? it gives it a new context yeah it totally if you did you one it's like oh well pretty nice yeah. you view the other one it's like oh this guy's scared but you put them together and it's like yeah oh, so right. he's just in awe yeah, yeah so don't like I, I know you you didn't but you sort of did don't like discount that he speaks to you through imagery because he could he could he could choose to speak to you anyway and so he's used imagery build on that one and and like the people that are listening however god chooses to listen to you is the way that you're built is the way that you hear from god and and mm-hmm. if you open one door and and allow him access he'll open others mm-hmm. you know no no i can agree to all that good would listening to god in an audible way or not being able to do so affect your faith? I ask that for one simple question, which I think is the main reason why I'm even asking this question. Okay. Uh, when we were in the youth group, uh, 
we were at a uh, at a retreat, fall retreat, and a student, one of the, uh, I think he was still in middle school at the time. If not, he was transitioning to the high school. He, we were all praying. We were having our worship that night, and uh, I came up to him to you know check up on him and, and, and yeah. pray with him. And he, he, he told me, I need to hear God. And I said, well, you know, listen for it. Just mm-hmm. keep your ears open to it. And there's, there's more than one way that it will speak. And he said, no, 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 I need to hear God. I need that. I need to have that. And you could see the yearning in his eyes and in his voice for, it was almost in a sense, he was waiting for that miracle of God showing up in that way, in an audible way. I prayed over him, and I, uh, and I, and I told him, you know, I, I pray God would grant that for you. Right. Um, but just keep listening. I walked away. I kept praying with other kids, and um, I think we might have had one day left over at the retreat. And he came back up to me again while the the uh, worship service was going on, and he said, "I haven't heard him." And I said, "Yeah, I'm, you know, I, I just gave him a hug and I said, I'm sorry, man. You know, just yeah, I can't, I can't make it happen for you, but I'm not. I'm telling you, don't give up. Right. And you could tell he was kind of discouraged, and and I still know this guy, and, and I love him to death. I don't see him very often, but I saw him somewhat recently, and I think he either has dropped his faith or struggled with his faith. Right. Because I don't think he ever got that moment. He never actually got spoken to in an audible way by God. He wanted that. He said, I I specifically need to hear it. He said, even if I don't see him, I need to hear it. Yeah. And, you know, he walked away. He had a good time, that youth retreat. But I don't know that he grew spiritually because he didn't get granted what he wanted. So that's why I'm asking this is how, you know, how important is it to somebody's faith, or how fair is it to ask that God speak to them in an audible way? I, you know that scripture scripture talks about ask, seek, knock. Mm-hmm. You know, and and God and God will give you the desires of your heart. And and you know, I'm not a huge, I'm not a. Uh, I'm not a huge theologian, but it's like when when I was talking about. God give me the desires of my heart. I was mm-hmm. praying some really, really like punch you in the face kind of prayers. Like God, mm-hmm. I want more friends than I know what to do with. God, I want dolphins in my backyard. <laughs> you know, and and these are the prayers I was praying. But Lewis, mm-hmm. he answered those prayers. And when mm-hmm. I when I was walking out of homosexuality, God says, I want you to write a letter to all the people you know, sharing your testimony. And I said, I can't do it. And uh, and he still asked me to do it. But at one point he said, I want you to count your friends. And I couldn't do it. Hmm. And I had prayed, I want more friends than I know what to do with. And he answered that prayer. Hmm. And then I said this before, like I was working at SeaWorld one day and I was looking at all my dolphins and I live like two miles from there. Hmm. And he said, hey, you got dolphins in your backyard. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like God was giving me the desires of my heart, not exactly, there, there was no like, do it this way. I want right. them in my actual backyard, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I think we can, I think we can limit God when we try to rub the bottle and, and ask three wishes like a genie. Right. Um, but later on, this is the other thing that I've heard is that, you know, when God gives you the desires of your heart, God also changes your heart first, mm-hmm. you know? <clears throat> and so even though I had prayed those selfish prayers, um, maybe the love for dolphins got me here at this desk right now, mm-hmm. you know. But but I know that sometimes when we limit God the same way we limit people, like I, I will limit you, and if you don't perform for me, then you've just now um, aff- uh, uh, confirmed for me that people will let you down. And mm-hmm. so I'm I'm looking for ways that I can make sure you fail so that I can stay where I'm at. Right. And I think sometimes that we do that to God. So, because I've heard people all the time, 
in my ministry, you know, who are trying to walk away from homosexuality and trying to walk towards God and walking towards God is the main thing. Walking mm-hmm. away from your sinful lifestyle is a product of walking towards God. Right. And so they'll say, well, you know, that's great for you, but I tried that and it didn't work. You tried God or you tried not sinning, you know, because mm-hmm. we, we can't not sin. I mean, we're always going to do something, whether it's a lie or getting angry at people in traffic and, you know, wishing that somebody would run over them, whatever. Right. But it's like, what if, what if God's, what, what if God doesn't want to communicate to you through uh, an audible voice? Or what if you're so geared up to hear God speak to you audibly that you miss the other ways he's speaking? Well, you get you imprisoned yeah. by your demand. Right. No, and I, I, uh, I think back to, a thought I had a long time ago, which was we we were at a uh, one of the meetings for Campus Crusade back in back in college. Okay. And we were just having a theological conversations and all this different stuff. And uh, and I said, well, just based on my reading, you know, God likes to work in threes, and not just the threes of you know the Holy Trinity. Uh-huh. And, you know, sorry, we're gonna get a little. <laughs> I guess this is gonna be a very biblical or very uh, spiritual episode but that's good yeah there's nothing wrong with that yeah uh i said but you know the three the three uh part way of working was there even before then i said look at the way god used to communicate yeah when it first started when it was adam and eve in the uh in the the garden of eden he was there he was present he was walking through the garden he spoke to them face to face right mm-hmm and then as things progressed, it changed, and now all of a sudden the voice of God speaks to Moses. No longer is the physical God actually walking right. there, but he, he presents himself in the burning bush. He speaks directly yep. to yeah. Moses. As time goes on, now you have the prophets, and God speaks through the prophets. Yep. Not that he didn't speak to other people directly, but right. the voice is no longer audible yeah but it's still coming through so if you just based you know our faith on how you're being spoken to well there's three different opportunities for it to have dropped off because well we didn't get spoken to the way we wanted to through presence or through audible voices or through people right you know or the mouthpieces if you want to call them that well and, and and that, and i'm sure you're you might or may not. You may or may not go there next, but it's like Jesus is the new covenant, and, and it right. changed things so that now we can hear from God. You mm-hmm. know, and and <clears throat> like like I feel like I, I know that God is always speaking. You mm-hmm. know, um, and so if you get stuck anywhere along the way in the Bible, like if, for instance, um, I was talking to a Mormon friend of mine, and and they have, you know, they have a new prophets that speak, and I was right. just like, oh gosh, you know. It's not that God doesn't speak through people, but God will speak to you too. He's no respecter of persons, right. you know. No, yeah, the even even the Holy Trinity. I mean, mm-hmm. if you want to talk about communication, there, <coughs> there used to be God through the you know through an audible voice through the people. Christ comes down, and now He's among the people. He's actually there, right? And then you know the final step is actually inhabiting your, yourself through the Holy Spirit, right? So yeah, the. The audible thing, I can understand why people want it, but it's a very limiting thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's and it can be rewarding, but when it when you have to have that, when you're dependent on that, it kind of kills everything else off. Right, and it, and it would it would honestly to me kill reading your Bible because God has spoken in the Bible, like God has written a love letter to each one of us, you know, and he, mm-hmm. and He's written instructions and guide guidelines for every one of us so if if you're just walking along i i think hearing from god has to be also paired with reading the word of god mm-hmm. has to be paired with with prayer and it has to be also paired with uh less of a sense of of self and more of a sense of god's mission in your life you right know? yeah no and i think of uh the heroes of you know the faith or the heroes of the bible and I know he had his big fall from grace, but there's a lot to learn from Saul, from King Saul. Right. Because I think that's he's almost a perfect encapsulation of our our fallibility as 
Christ followers. Right. Which is we can be on fire. We could be men of God. We can be women of God. We could be following his command. But as soon as we, we've experienced that fall, we can still be among the people. We can go to church. We right. can also Christian, but we're not plugged in. And that doesn't mean that God can't still speak through you. Like, you know, there was the moment with Saul about, oh, is Saul among the prophets too? Because he was prophesying. Yeah. But it's just, uh, it's, it's, it sucks because, you know, you want to be, you want to be David, but most of the time you're Saul. Oh gosh. I, mm. Yeah. I'm, and there, there's a good book on that called The Tale of Three Kings. And it, it basically, it's about three kings, Saul, David, and Absalom. Mm -hmm. But Saul was a king who threw spears. And David was a king who dodged spears when Saul mm -hmm. would throw them. And so it, it's this perfect picture of what we look like, you know. Because mm -hmm. David did not pick up the spears and throw them back. But yet sometimes when people begin to come at us and attack us, we pick up the spear and throw it back. But David was a king who dodged it. And so it's, it's difficult. Like I have a neighbor that throughout our garage sale mm -hmm. was coming out, screaming at us, screaming, and, and, and literally... Like there was no, there's like almost an absence of a conscience of what she was saying, mm -hmm. um, was screaming, was so angry inside. And, and my friend Patty and I just prayed for her because, and Patty said, you know, God, heal her of how she's been wounded, wherever this anger is coming from. If it's coming from a place where she's been wounded or hurt, heal that place, you know? And so I could have got super angry because there was a neighbor before and I did get super angry at her like eight years ago. Right. But this new neighbor... You know, she's not put there for my, she's not put there to frustrate and anger me. She's probably been put there by God for me to minister to, but you got to not throw a spear, right. even when you <laughs> want to, you know, so. No, good stuff. And, and like you said, you know, God, give me patience. Like the more you walk with God, mm -hmm. we don't walk with God so that it gets easier. We walk with God so that when it gets harder, he can comfort us through that. Right, and, you're more and, dependent. Yeah, you yeah. know, and, and. Like my friend, my friend Cy would use would used to say this, tell this story. Ten years into his ministry, God revealed um, some stuff to him, and it broke him down. And he said, "God, you know," and and he had a very public image at that time. And he said, "God, you know, why did you wait until now to to bring me down with this?" And God says, "Because before you were walking with me, but you weren't." solidified in your relationship with me and if i'd have revealed this before you would have walked away mm -hmm. you you would have not trusted me but now you trust me and i can only now after 10 years walking with you put my finger on that you know and so it's like god is not an an, an instant anesthetic and an instant etch-a-sketch mm -hmm. you know he doesn't erase your your past he forgets it but the consequences of it are, are still bubbling up like toxic waste that's been buried. And so mm -hmm. the communication with God all along, it builds a trust with you. Like if you and I didn't talk for a year, I guarantee our trust levels and our, our comfort level with one another would not be good. But since we talk every week, we're now dialoguing about stuff that matters mm -hmm. rather than how are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm fine. You know, mm -hmm. like the church talk. Um, and so... That communication with God is so important because God doesn't just want to download instructions to you. God wants to download love and grace and mercy for you so that you practice it for others. Mm -hmm. And you only do that through communication, you know, through through structured, you know, in the beginning, like prayer and and. And, and I just use that word structured and I just killed three people with it. But, you know, um, on purpose purposeful mm -hmm. communication with God in the beginning. Right. You know, I, I, God is not like the Bruce Almighty that just goes around indiscriminately granting things. And and and, uh, and he's definitely, he, I don't think he's like Morgan Freeman either, but it's like <laughs> those are the images we have to put out because we're human. But right. we were talking about this today or a couple of days ago, that God is an all-consuming fire. And when you think about the forest fires in California, they stop at nothing. Nothing holds them back. You know, but when you think about God that way, we often think about God being that to us and we get scared. Mm -hmm. But God is that to the enemy and to the things that, that are not of him. And, and if you are of him, you don't mm -hmm. have to fear that all-consuming all fire. You can actually be appreciative of it. 
mm-hmm. because God is a force that that He is a force that can't be reckoned with. He's bigger, badder, more effective than anything we have. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Uh, I think we should just skip over why he chooses to speak to us the way he does because yeah. I think you answered it pretty well. That's, that's homework. You yeah. do the homework. <laughs> <laughs> Here's an odd one for you. Uh, do you believe the people that say God told them, meaning that he spoke to them directly most of the time? Yes. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it's, it just depends if people tell you crazy stuff. Right. I you mean, know. obviously, if it's somebody you trust, you'll you'll take them yeah. for the word. Well, but and, like my dad used to hear people, or, or our pastor used to say, our pastor used to have people come up to him and say, the Lord led me to tell you to do this. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, the Lord hadn't told me that yet, but when he does, <laughs> it'll confirm it. So, right. so it was like a way of saying, I'm not going to tell you that you're crazy and a liar, mm-hmm. but the, it's my life and the Lord is an individualized God. Mm-hmm. And he, if he wants me to do something, he's probably going to download it to me first. Right. You know, um, and he may use your wise counsel for sure. Mm-hmm. But I feel like sometimes that wise counsels for a decision you've already made or are in the making or in the process of making rather than, you know, because that, that's kind of like a Catholic thing to do. The priest, you, you go through the priest and, and you, the priest give is your connection to God. And that's not the case. Jesus is our high priest. We have a priest, you know. So, right. Yeah, um, no, I, I can agree with that entirely. I, yeah. I just, it, to me, it's a lot like, uh, like we talked about prophesying. Yeah. And when people say, "Oh, I've got a prophecy," then I just immediately like, "Oh, shut down. I don't want to hear it." <laughs> I don't want to hear it. And we were crazy. We, we had a, a church service some years ago, and while we, while Pastor Tim was preaching, uh, in the middle of it, somebody came up, and just raised her hand up like to yeah. say something like she was in class and then like uh, God has something for you or God has a word for you mm-hmm. or God has something that she, he wants me to say and I just was it a lady mm-hmm. I remember you remember I remember exactly who it was because I was a little wigged out too well I just but, my yeah. immediate reaction was like oh oh here we go no no don't do that don't do that don't, <laughs> don't do that this is my church well no and it's mm-hmm. not even that it's just I'm, I get closed off to the idea of of that, and I right. I don't know if that's because of my jadedness, if that's because I get, you know, so uh, antiquated about things of that sort because I've seen how it hurts people in the past, right? Or if it's just me being healthily cautious, I don't know. But as soon as as soon as people start with the God told me or, or yeah. I heard from God or uh, it's just like, oh, well, okay, and, and okay. realizing that. Realize for me at least realizing that people get all bent out of shape about that for good reason because they may have have a history with it. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I say, I only share the stuff that God God told me about myself. Mm-hmm. You know the when when I'm praying with somebody and God shares something. When I'm praying with somebody and I hear something that I feel like God is wanting to share, I say it this way: Hey. This is what I feel like God is speaking in this situation. If it works for you, great. Pray over it, obviously. Right. Um, if if it's not, if God doesn't confirm it, then you know we'll know that it's me. But if God confirms any part of it, know that God was speaking to you. You know, mm-hmm. and and sometimes I look at it this way with our our conference called um, Taking Off the Mask. Um, the whole idea of this conference is the four guys that lowered the paralytic through the roof to Jesus. Mm-hmm. There are things we're paralyzed about. There are things we're functioning really well with. Mm-hmm. But there are ways we, we have been locked away, and we need our friends to tell us what God has said. We need our friends to take us into the presence of God because we are unable to. And so I think sometimes when trusted people say they're hearing from God, obviously pray about it, obviously if it's confirmation, you can receive that. But it's okay. We're we're not. We shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't be under the same oppression that churches were back in the day with the priests. Who the priests were in control, and it was all about control and mm-hmm. what they say was law. And and um, they sort of manipulated their parishioners <coughs> with um, fear. Mm-hmm. And that's not like if you're if you're in a church and the pastor is coercing or, or bringing about fear or or he's not a he's not 
a leader or a shepherd, but rather a dictator than get out and go somewhere else. Because mm-hmm. we we have a good church where that's our pastor has a heart for people. He has a heart for God first, and then he has a heart for people and sharing the gospel. And so um, hopefully this podcast will result in, you know, our goal for, as a church is 100 people for Christ for the next year. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully even this podcast will reach out and, and cause people to think differently and get closer to God and mm-hmm. Jesus. Because, you know, you and I just sit here and talk about things that are important to us and and conversational, but ultimately... An individual's communication with God leading to salvation is is the is the end goal, right? Um, no, and I, uh, <laughs> I I'll go ahead and say this. I guess yeah, go ahead. I've been struggling with with it lately. I don't know if it's because I'm tired. I don't know if it's because I'm, you know, going through some kind of valley, yeah, spiritual valley, or if I'm just in the desert. But I. Uh, I was looking at the numbers the other day, download numbers, play through numbers for yeah. the podcast, and I look at those numbers and they're you know they're a bit lower the last couple of weeks. Yeah, not a big problem. Yeah, but I was also listening to uh, another podcast, another guy, and he was he gets emails about it, and he's like, oh, you know, he he was talking about an email he got and how that's uh, it builds him up creatively, right? Like it's a it's a it's a positive reinforcement for him. And we've had a few of those emails come in, thankfully. But yeah, I look at the download numbers, and I had two ways that I can look at it. Yeah, and two ways that I have looked at it, and I quantify those numbers to the people that yeah download it. Like we know <coughs> of our friends in Texas that are listening. We know of our people here that are listening. I know of Al that's listening in New York. And and we've got we've had some like odd downloads like out in Italy, or you know Canada <laughs> or you know out yeah. in Asia somewhere. But it's still pretty low. It's certainly on the low end of the spectrum. And I look at that and it's like, oh well, you know, nobody really, you know, who cares? Right. How many how many dots does it take to draw a line? Mm-hmm. Answer two. it. Yeah. Two. Right. So I want to I want to jump on this real quick. <laughs> I have never checked the numbers. Mm-hmm. I I barely see the emails. God leads me to emails every once in a while. That last kid that wrote, I just happened to see that, and I prayed immediately, not because I'm super and amazing, but because I'll forget. <laughs> I just need people to know that. If you ask me to pray for you, I'm going to pray in the moment, and I might not pray again unless it's a structured, I've set an alarm and all that. But mm-hmm. I don't check the numbers. I, I, I used to check numbers all the time on my on my other Facebook page for my ministry. And with this podcast, this means more to me, and I'm not rebuking you for this, but I'm just trying to encourage you. Like Heather and Randall listen to this in Texas, and Heather will, like the other day we were just having this random text conversation, and she goes, well, my miracle is, and it just like, it was so awesome because Mm -hmm. like she listened. Like we didn't, I didn't have to have a number on a page for her to, to know that uh, you know for she's listening and I didn't need to know she was listening but it was awesome mm-hmm. because rather than having this expectation of this number to pop up I got the serendipitous text that she's listening and mm-hmm. so Heather and Randall are definitely being affected in Dobbin Texas I got it right Heather haha <laughs> um I think <laughs> um but like two dots can be connected you know right. and and I see this like imagine a dark room and my room is super dark. I like it dark. Mm-hmm. But if you open the curtain just a little bit, light floods the entire room just mm-hmm. from a little opening. And right. so that's the way I see this is that light is flooding into places that it hasn't before. Mm-hmm. And I will continue not to look at numbers. Because right, no, no. I... They do not matter at this point because they're – like for my thoughts, mm-hmm. looking at the numbers and having an expectation, they will. these podcasts will forever be out there. So mm-hmm. two years from now – Somebody may be listening to our podcast, and it'll be fresh manna for them. Right. So you and I, I believe, are planting seeds mm-hmm. um, that will reach people that we'll have a relationship with. Right. You no, and that's the right way to see yeah. it. I, after I was done having my little pity party about the numbers, yeah. I, I sat down <coughs> to think about it, and I, and I was told by God, just remember what the point of it is. Yeah. And he said, you you and Matthew are having good conversations about things that matter. Right. And 
remember why you wanted to put it out. It's just you want other people to have the opportunity to listen in on the right. conversation and right. be able to be engaged into thinking. And and it's like, oh yeah, well okay, yeah, that's right. Otherwise, I, this is still a great time for you and I to bond and share and grow through our conversation. Right. So that's that was the reminder about about that. I just had to confess. No, and my, and my failing in no, the numbers. You know? I think that's great. Like what what God showed me was rather than put, you know, the one talent in the ground. Mm-hmm. It's like do the podcast, do a blog. Like you write screenplays for goodness sake, and you and you direct and you shoot the. Vi- Don't shake your head at me because uh, you do. Okay. Um, uh, the visual was Lewis looking at me, shaking his head because he's like <laughs> trying to deny that he's creative. But uh, <laughs> but no, the God just showed me the other day create 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 with just the the reckless abandonment of creating and leading people to me and so don't put all your eggs in one basket and i feel like that's what this podcast that's what we're doing because this podcast could parlay into something else Mm -hmm. you've done podcasts by yourself and and you've done you know podcasts with other people and at at first i was like i don't want him to do podcasts with other people because this is our (laughs) thing but it's so not about me and it's not about you um it's it like I feel like we we need to inspire people that create. You know, Bob Spreaker said he wrote a book so his mom would write a book. I, I believe that's the way the story goes. Like Bob wrote a book to kind of inspire and, and light a fire under his mom, and so she ended up writing one. And so really, that's kind of why we're here. We communicate with God so that you will have the drive, the desire, and the need not to come to us, but to communicate with God yourself, because mm-hmm. you have that access and you have that ability. And as far as communication with God, I always thought I was a writer, nothing else. And then I wanted to create this canvas um, of my my testimony, uh, like a painting, but also sculpture, just a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. So I built the frame, and I took an old sheet and I dyed it with coffee and tea to make it look more more aged. And then I painted it with um, paper mache material so that it would tighten up. Mm-hmm. So I built the the canvas that would be the display of my testimony. As I'm doing this stuff, I thought I was just being stupid, you know? But as I'm painting and as I'm gluing stuff to this canvas, God began to speak to me and I began to weep as I was creating this. And it was almost like God did this. He, he showed me the door that was my writing. That door is fully open. Mm-hmm. And then there was another door that was my artistic abilities and he just kicked it open. And this whole aspect of my mind that I did not know existed flooded in. And so I, I, I think the more communication with God, the more connection with God, it's like a desert comes to life. And things that you never knew you were capable of become uh, attainable. And for me, God opened that door to creativity, to creating art, you know. Um, and I was able to use it to minister to my boss who was gay. I didn't even know he was gay at the time. But I was sharing my visual testimony with him. Uh, and, you know, it, it was just one of those things. If you give God free reign, buckle up. But if you give, if you give God free reign, you're going to live this. You're going to have this amazing life that you never thought possible. Because in communication with God is where the desert of our heart comes to life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's good. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, last bit is uh, any advice you would give to somebody that is demanding that audible voice? Um, yeah, I, I, I think you can demand whatever you want from God, but I, I would say this. Expect God to speak to you audibly, mm-hmm. but live in the moment where he doesn't speak to you that way at all. But, he, you know, you got to start hearing from God. Here's, yeah, that's, that's my thought. Maybe it's the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. If you read the Bible and begin to see how God communicates, right. then when He communicates to you, it'll be like, oh, "That's God," you know, right? Because um, you can. The Bible says, "My sheep know my voice," mm-hmm. you know, and you know, and, and I know the difference now between the enemy and God because the enemy sometimes is quick, fast. You got to do this. You're going to miss out. Go, 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 go. Mm-hmm. And God is just this. You know, the Bible, I think the Bible says it, but I've heard it so many times. God is a still, small voice. Um, And if you ask, seek, and knock, and really seek God, you will find him. But Mm -hmm. don't put a limit on how you're going to find him. You know, if you you give other people 
if you give other people free reign and full access, and in my gay life I did, my body was whoever wanted it could have it, you know. And yet when it came to God, I expected this and this and this. Mm -hmm. And if you recklessly abandon yourself to God, you won't need the audible voice because he will communicate to you the way that he built you. Mm -hmm. And and so that's what I would say. Yeah, no, I I would just jump on that and say, uh, if you get spoken to audibly, you know, consider yourself blessed. But do your own research, yeah, biblically. Or just by speaking to other people and asking, well, how do you get spoken to? Mm-hmm. And through your own research, you know, come to an understanding of whether God speaks to people in other ways. Because it's, uh, I think it's fairly obvious, you know, if you believe, that there's different ways to be communicated to. Right. And, and you may just be deaf to those other methods. Right. And we're we're listening to people all the time through mm-hmm. text, through email, um, through articles they've written. Mm-hmm. You know, Bill Gates is not going to call me up, but he's written a Windows program that I can enjoy mm-hmm. if I understood Windows. <laughs> but but you know, like I may never speak to Steve Jobs, but really now because mm-hmm. he's not here anymore. But I may never I may never speak to him, but I can understand the legacy that he's left behind. You may never speak to God audibly. But you can understand the legacy that he left so that you will know him more, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, sometimes it's even, like you said, yeah, binary code. It's just the right. way something is built. Well, and, and if God spoke to people audibly, I think it would freak them out if they didn't know what. If they didn't have a, an understanding and, a, and a, a level of communication with him. And so mm-hmm. my advice to that person who's wanting God to speak audibly, build that expectation, keep it there, mm-hmm. but start small. Start start learning what God's voice sounds like. Start, you know, asking God to speak in the ways that you understand, you know. And if you're putting God to the test, then that's on you, mm-hmm. you know. It's, I put God to the test, and, and he answered stuff, but he, he answered it in such a way that it was a rebuke and a reward all at the same time, mm-hmm. you know. So that's, uh, that's God is good. That's the basic... Go ahead. Sorry. I, no, no, go ahead. Yeah. I got nothing. No, God, God is good. <laughs> God is a... God is a good God, and so if you're if you're basing, I had a boss that based who God was based on the Holocaust, and I said, you know, that the Holocaust is something that happened even in the Bible. The Jews have the Jews have been um, tormented and and persecuted, persecuted yeah, their entire ones. existence. Mm-hmm. So, but the mercy and the grace of God is that you hear stories. Coming out of those concentration camps, you hear stories coming out of tragedies. But if our camera is only focused on tragedy, that's what we're going to see, and we're going to malign God's character. But mm-hmm. God is not the author of death and destruction. The enemy is, you know, and the, and it says scripturally, um, the enemy has come to steal, kill, and destroy. God has come that we may have life and life more abundantly. Or Jesus has come um, so that we may have life and have it to the full. Some translations say. Right, and so. You know, right now, like if you believe God is out to get you, He is not. And the way that you can see God is not out to get you is read the Word and read who the enemy is, mm-hmm. and you'll begin to de- you'll begin to be able to delineate between what the enemy, what is the enemy, what is God, and um, you know, um, and it it will help the cloud in your head of of all the voices or who, what's God and. And you may have been hearing from God all along, mm-hmm. but you weren't able to differentiate it because the enemy is the author of confusion. Right. Uh, and so, yeah, that's that's my thought. Yeah. No. And I, uh, I, I, I know we're going along, but I think this is just funny to bring up. Is, and I think it's it's said in the Bible, and I I haven't watched the Ten Commandments in a long time, but you know when God speaks audibly to Moses, it's like. Ah! <laughs> and I was just thinking, if I was at the store when I open up and I show up early, I'm, you know, I'm there at before it's even light out, yeah, five whatever, and I'm walking around and I'm doing my work, and all of a sudden I just hear, Louis. <laughs> I, I know nobody's supposed to be there, so I'm going to see, ah, oh, what the crap, and uh, you know. Maybe it's for your own good that God doesn't speak to you audibly because you'll poop your pants. So, yeah. <laughs> so just think of that. Uh, yeah. And read the Bible because I think whenever God spoke audibly to people in the Bible, they were always cowering in fear too. Not that God wants you to be afraid, but maybe he's gentle like that. 
Yeah, I just I, I want to shoot a video like that where you're like you have a bag of chips and God speaks and you open the bag <gasps> of chips. Ah, what, what is it? <laughs> we should do that. Uh, well, uh, we hope we made you think. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, we're on Facebook, facebook.com/slash/wolfsheeppod. Uh, if you want to reach me, you can email me at uh, four the number four C S Lewis L U I S at gmail.com. Matthew. Uh, you can reach me at my blog at www.mattiewalk.com, mattywalk.com, or uh, Big Fish Ministry, which is on Facebook, and exchangeministries.org, which is on the internet, and then Big Fish Ministry dot, or see, Big Fish Ministry at gmail.com. So, anyway, you can reach me, so don't make excuses, heifers. Right. Well, from Luis Cavedo and Matthew Walker, this is Wolf Sheep.